Welcome to the Be Kind PA podcast, where members of the Animal Advocates of South Central PA and the surrounding community offer their subjective experiences and opinions on a range of veg topics. Thanks for listening, and we hope you join the conversation. Welcome back to the Be Kind PA podcast. I'm here with Roxy. And this is Joe again, and we are joined today by Seth Dellinger, Director of Community Engagement for the Animal Advocates. Hi guys, it's great to be here. Thanks for being here again. Um, so today we're going to be talking about why we went vegan. Uh, and so we have some insights on that. Uh, but before we do that, I did want to talk about some previous volunteer work that we did. Uh, Joe and I just came from the West York Community Garden where we planted a bee pollinator garden. Um, it was a lot of tough work. I think, Joe, you can attest to that. <laughs> Yep, um, lots of shovels and flowers, and we had a rototiller, so it was a good time, good time. Yeah, my, my arms hurt, needless to say. I was the operator of said rototiller, <laughs> and uh, so it was a little intense. Uh, we also did have our Give Local York event. I was at that as well, down at the Hive on King Street, and I thought it was a, a really good time. Uh, actually, we were all there. Yeah, I stopped by briefly with, with the fam. Right before heading out to Nittany Pizza. Uh, it was a good night. It was a very good night. A lot of great art. I have some bids in. I'm still hoping uh, to, to get some of it. Yeah, I didn't know it went through the end of the month. Yeah, and neither so... did I. I might, I might have bid a little higher had I known that. Right. Oh, right. Um, I think I need to go down there and check out some stuff and see if I've been outbid on anything. Cause I don't, I don't want to lose anything. Yeah, I should stop by. And then the last thing I wanted to talk about was outreach workshop. Uh, Joe and I were not there, but Seth was there. So if you wanted to maybe talk about that a little bit. Uh, it was a great time. It was last week. Uh, it was at a place called Basildon Wellness in Colonial Park, which is near Harrisburg. And uh, they it's a sort of a yoga slash new age space that uh, lets us use it for free. And we uh, staged an hour and a half uh, workshop on best practices for uh, outreach with the public, sort of psychological uh, tips and, and hints on ways to to be more persuasive with people and we watched some videos and did some role play and it was a, a lot of fun and a lot of vegan pizza was consumed. Yeah, was there a lot a big turnout for that? I saw some pictures. Yeah, we had about 15 people. That's pretty good. Yeah. So what kind of pizzas were there? <laughs> well, that's interesting that you <laughs> asked. But, uh, there was some, some plain, some olive, and some green pepper. So I saw mushroom. Oh, there? yes, mushroom. There was some mushroom. <laughs> I do think there's a special circle in hell for people who only order cheese pizza. Like, there's so many things you could put on a pizza out there. There's got to be, like, one topping you want, you know? That's right. True. But when, when procuring pizza for a group of people that you don't know or whose preferences you don't know, plain must be an option. Yeah, yeah. put pineapple on it. <laughs> <laughs> Next time. Next time. <laughs> Come to the next outreach event, we'll uh, have pineapple vegan pizza. Yeah, we do plan to have another one of those, so take a look at our Facebook page, and we'll have an event, I'm sure. If you're interested in doing vegan outreach, uh, we can help you, guide you, answer questions, and kind of work through it together. I think that was really the aim of it. Yeah, absolutely, because we have a lot of conversations with the public about veganism, and a lot of us don't really know how to best approach it. Pineapple and olives for everyone. To learn more about the Animal Advocates, go to animaladvocatesscpa.com. That's animaladvocatesscpa.com. All right, so today we are discussing why we became vegan. 
on the way I want to look at this is from the aspect of South Central Pennsylvania. So why do people in South Central Pennsylvania go vegan? The Vegan Society, they are the one that supplied the definition of veganism that I think is most accurate and kind of encompasses it the most. Their definition of veganism is, veganism is a way of living which seeks to exclude as far as possible and practicable all forms of exploitation of and cruelty to animals for food, clothing, or any other purpose. And I think that that is a really simple way of putting such a complex topic. Mm -hmm, absolutely. So, uh, if you would, I don't know who wants to go first, but we can all share the reasons that we went vegan. I also conducted a little poll on the South Central PA Vegans group. It's uh, not vegans, it's V-E-G star. I think the way they like to say that is vegans. Okay. I think that's how that's, that's how I've heard it said aloud. Because that, that incorpor incorporates vegetarian and vegan into one sound. Vegans. Vegans, <laughs> yeah. So take a, take a look on Facebook for the South Central PA Vegans group. Um, I did conduct a poll on there, so we'll briefly go over that and some comments that I got on that post. Uh, but... Joe, do you want to tell us uh, the catalyst that made you go vegan? Sure. I will start off this incredibly stereotypical vegan podcast <laughs> topic with my <laughs> vegan story. Though, I feel like we have to do this. It's kind of like the requirement for all vegan podcasters. Exactly. Yeah. Gotta get out of the way. Yep. So, my vegan journey began when I was but a wee undergrad <laughs> about five years ago in Gettysburg College. And in college, you get the same food every single day because you have the dining hall whatever's on campus. So I essentially ate the same variations of like five things every single meal for three years. Then my fourth year there, I decided to start venturing over into the scary vegetarian or ethnic food corners mm -hmm. and trying all sorts of different stuff. And so I was actually kind of good and really interesting. I didn't drop dead. <laughs> and then after I graduated, we all went down to all be me and my fraternity brothers all went down to South Carolina and Myrtle Beach. And basically I lived off coleslaw, cigarettes, alcohol, and other things for about a week. I've done that minus the coleslaw. Well, it's very good coleslaw. Now. You could get anywhere. Like gas stations, it's in there. Lobbies of hotels, coleslaw, bars, coleslaw. So coleslaw is great down there. That's quite odd. And yeah. on the drive back, I had to stop drinking and smoking and doing other things at some point, And I stopped on the drive back. And my body went to total system shutdown. And at that point, I realized that I need to keep care of myself and do more helpful things in my life and in my state of mind at the time told me that the way to do that was by eating a plant-based diet and avoiding all these animal products and meats and poaching off the life force of others. So at that point as I was going through total system failure and couldn't move or think I made a decision to go vegan for health reasons. But after going vegan for health reasons I did all my due diligence and research, read lots of books, Lots of articles, listen to podcasts, watch some movies and things like that. And then it slowly transitioned from health veganism into ethical veganism, which is what I adhere to nowadays. And did your fraternity brothers follow suit? They did not. They actually made fun of me a lot. Yeah, that, that's a common thing, mm -hmm. unfortunately. Uh, that's actually a really good segue into my 
vegan journey. Um, so I've only been vegan for about a year and a half. It'll be two years in August. Uh, but the catalyst for me was my uncle. So diabetes runs rampant in my family. And mm -hmm. it's kind of one of those things that I was like, you know what? It's going to happen eventually. It's in your genetics. And uh, my uncle had both of his legs amputated in June of 2017. And as a faithful keyboard warrior that I am, I took to the internet and I was like, how do you not get diabetes? <laughs> um, and I found high carb Hannah and just plant-based diet, which, you know, I mistook, mistook for veganism. And so mm. I was like, I'm going to go vegan to save my health and not get diabetes. And I made the change um, almost overnight. I, I am a cheater though. I, I was vegetarian for all of middle school and high school, I had watched Meet Your Meat, and somebody got me into like PETA activism, and so with that, just it was kind of already in me. Right. I abandoned it, and then when I came back full fledged, I could do it overnight because I had already cut all that stuff out. And then like Joe, I watched Earthlings and Cowspiracy and all these movies that really opened my eyes to the animal side of it. So yes, the catalyst for me was health, um, but it's now for the animals. Are you going to keep this pattern going, Seth? Or No, mine is totally different. Oh, yeah, yeah. that's okay. <laughs> well, my, mine kind of snuck up on, on me quite a bit. Uh, it's, it, it basically stemmed from me getting together with my partner. Um, we, we met about, well, we met many, many years ago, but that's a whole other story. But we got together uh, about five years ago, and... Um, she has been vegetarian slash vegan in a different combination since she was like eight years old. Uh, and, uh, when we got together, she was vegetarian. Um, it was not on my radar at all to be vegetarian or vegan or anything. Um, and uh, she didn't pressure me or anything, but she she would say things here or there that just made me think a lot. You know, um, they just dropped this bomb on me. Like, have you ever thought of it this way? Like, oh my gosh, no, I haven't. But I still, I mean. I'm, I'm going to eat the meat and all this. Um, so we were together about a year, and we went out to a restaurant, Noodles and Company, if you guys know Noodles and Company. Um, back then, about four years ago, it was actually easier to eat vegan there. So we would go there a lot because she could eat. And uh, we were ordering, and I said, you know what, I think I'm, I'm going to go vegetarian. And I didn't even know where it came from. I wasn't expecting it. I wasn't consciously processing I was going to do it. I just, oh, I guess I should do this. And... So then I was vegetarian for, I don't know, four months when um, a local local activism group, which is not around here anymore, contacted both of us on Facebook to say, hey, can you come to this meeting we're having? Um, we found you on Facebook, and we think you would like to be part of this activism group. Um, so we went, and everyone there was vegan, and they kept having to say vegetarian at the end of their sentences, sort of because they knew we were there. They said, you know, oh, well, we need to convince people to go vegan uh, or vegetarian. Um, they were they were pretty nice to us. They were they were it was. I don't know that I could be that that um, open to the vegetarians in the room, um, but um, when we went home, we were like, I guess we have to be vegan, don't we? Because why are we? Uh, going through all this for the animals and then still uh, consuming all these other things that cause harm. So it was sort of this combination of um, my partner being lifelong veg and then this activism group sort of op opening our eyes to what vegan really meant. 
and we've been vegan ever since three about three years very interesting if i have to make an honest confession i thought that you had brought carla uh-huh to veganism, right. not the other way around. So for me to find that out after knowing you for about a year is is kind of amazing. That is me. interesting. Well, I mean, I'm I'm much more of a get out and do things, you know. And, and she keeps the home fires burning. Sort yeah, of I've seen you in a lot of activism pictures and stuff like that from a couple years ago. And so I just I just kind of assumed that maybe you had brought her to this. Well, it was sort of like the moment I became vegan, I became like really adamantly vegan and I wanted to take part in what was happening and I wanted to yeah can we talk about that for a second um so <laughs> I want to talk about the angry vegan phase did you guys have an angry vegan oh phase? yeah oh yeah um sort of kind of yeah I guess <laughs> so uh for anybody that doesn't know what we're talking about um after finding out about uh, all the things that happened to animals all the exploitation and um, just things that you've never considered before like what happens on dairy farms and things like that uh it can be kind of angry and you can kind of go through a phase where you hate everybody and you hate <laughs> everything because you don't know why people would continue to do these things or to buy these products um and i, th I think it's very interesting after you snap out of it to look back at your anger and kind of try to figure out where that anger was rooted mm. and for me that anger was rooted in just being angry at people that that don't know well i think for me i i've i've come to realize that anger was a bit more complex in that it was anger at myself yeah and for what i had done and for not realizing it for so long that's very and what really gets me with that is we judge people so harshly for doing x y and z to hurt animals not realizing that hey we did that all the time too and we were no better than they are and they right. could be one good experience or one book or whatever or one extreme hangover away from becoming vegan themselves and so we really can't be angry because we were there once and they could easily be the roles could easily be reversed exactly i am raising our child vegan though so he might have the right in 20 years to be angry <laughs> right, yeah but uh the rest of us you're, you're right joe we I mean, we paid for all that stuff, too, and we contributed to all that stuff, too. Um, but when you first find out about all of it, you're not doing it, but you see other people all around you doing it. Um, so it can be overwhelming. I think yeah. that's a little interesting. So you're, you're full in it for the animals now. And that was, yeah, that was I, the initial reason. That was the initial reason. Then, of course, you start to learn about everything else and, and all the other elements of it, the health reasons, the environmental reasons, and I mean, there's no, no going back, but... There's a lot of reasons to do it, and very few good reasons not to do it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and so I kind of, um, in my assessment of reasons why people go vegan, I had kind of boiled it down to a couple categories. Um, so for the animals, for personal health, the environment, or humanitarian reasons. And then you have the, the odd uh, couple few people that maybe go vegan because they were raised vegan or vegetarian. Um, and so I conducted a poll on the Facebook group and 76 people said that they went vegan for the animals, 35 people said that they went vegan for health, um, eight people had designated another reason and we'll go over some comments. I had five votes for the environment and then two people for humanitarian reasons. Um, and 
that kind of surprised me. Does the do those results the way that they're sampled I surprise you? Humanitarian and environment are similar because the environment affects all these humanitarian issues as well. With the poorest nations are the ones most affected by climate change and the environment. So I think the environment is kind of a, I don't want to say it's a cop-out, but it's an all-encompassing reason that really takes into the animals, the people, your even your own personal health is affected by the environment. Yeah. Um, for me, it was surprising because 76 people said that they went vegan for the animals. I was one of the 35 votes for health, and I think think that more people that I encounter in everyday life choose a plant-based diet for their own personal health and not the animals. Uh, it might have just been the people that I was polling, uh, that there were just a lot of people for the animals. So that was the surprising part to me. I thought I would get more health votes than animals. Well, I wonder uh, if those results would look different in a different geographical area. Because growing up and we're living amongst such animal agriculture uh, might influence, I mean, I know I grew up um, knowing friends that lived on farms, pig farms, dairy farms, and I, I would see them. One of my first girlfriends raised a pig and sold it at 4-H, and from a very young age, I was, I was thinking, what is going on here? But still not really, you know, fully engaged with what I could do about it or stop doing it, but... Um, if you're in a, raised in a more urban environment, those concerns might never cross your mind. And yeah. we do see advertising all over the place for meat and dairy products, so it is more ingrained that these can be helpful. There's a billboard I pass every day with a little kid reaching for the bottle of milk and healthy families live off milk and things like that, whereas, correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think, like you said, urban areas are like more progressive, vegan-friendly areas. They don't have that level of indoctrination is that the right word yeah i think so i think in a sense yes and it's that whole culture bit you know the the reasons people don't go vegan convenience taste culture those types of things so i, I do think animal agriculture is ingrained in the culture here and i'm not from here i'm from new york so right. it is very weird to me that the farm show is a thing mm -hmm. and the york <laughs> fair is a thing like there was a very big adjustment period for me like I'm sorry, you're going somewhere to see animals on a concrete floor? <laughs> yeah, and butter sculptures. Don't forget about the butter yeah. sculptures. Yeah. Um, that is a whole other world. So for me, I am an outsider coming in. I, I obviously went vegan here in South Central Pennsylvania, but you are very right that the culture is very animal agriculture rooted, you know, Pennsylvania Dutch and, and everything like that. That's very interesting. For the comments... We got a lot of people saying that they did go vegan for their health, um, but stayed for the animals. Again, a very common theme. And then we had a couple people say that they went vegan for all the reasons, and then uh, kind of explained why one reason goes into the other, like Joe just kind of said. Um, and some people, interestingly, said that they never liked animal products, so it was just kind of an hmm. easy transition for them. That is interesting. That is, yeah, it's curious because we're biologically programmed to like animal products. I would like to speak to the people that... Me too. I mean, it's, I, I don't doubt their honesty, but it's unusual. Yeah, the comment that I'm specifically talking about says, I didn't like most meat products and I'm lactose intolerant to begin with. Then I started trying more vegan things and my friend was vegan 
and then they kind of went from there for mm. that person. <laughs> so I think that that's interesting. Again, I don't think that I personally, you just, Joe, you just said that we're programmed to eat meat. I don't think that I ever was um, because I was the person that always liked the well done meat. And mm. if you know anything about meat eating culture, you get very criticized mm-hmm. if you like well done. Um, so I yeah. would rather eat like a charred block of substance than like <laughs> right. the meat. I know I never liked the 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 rare or, or bloody stuff, but that yeah, that's yeah. And I think maybe it was like the whole watching meet your meat and mm-hmm. that being like ingrained in my head. Um, just I could never touch raw meat after I wasn't vegetarian anymore like I could get it prepared but I couldn't touch it I couldn't cook it uh the smell so like there were all these signs they were like hey why are you back here why are you doing this again right so somebody said it was initially for me the gross factor <laughs> uh, which I don't know how you find out about all the other stuff before the gross factor yeah that may have been another, you know, I just didn't like meat kind of thing. Just walked into the wrong warehouse. All of a sudden, they're on a factory farm. It's like, wait, this isn't where I parked my car. <laughs> uh, we have somebody that says, I went vegetarian for environmental reasons and then went vegan after learning it was even better for the environment. I, I wish I went vegan for the environment. That's such a <laughs> utilitarian reason to go veganism, just a, like, pro pragmatic way right yeah i calculated the benefits <laughs> of going veganism and it's in my and the world's best interest to do so you know, the hypotenuse of the veganism yeah. is return yeah. on investment for this decision i just think it's so noble just because a lot of people consider themselves environmentalists and i always did mm. you know i have a composter and i recycled everything but then i was doing maybe like the most destructive thing for the planet yeah. Drives me nuts where people say, "I don't want any straws at Starbucks, but I'll <laughs> eat steak for dinner." Yeah. Well, or eat the, you know, eat the fish. They'll they'll try and save the fish by not having the straw, but eat the, then eat a fish. It's... That is maybe one of my current favorite memes. Well, <laughs> <laughs> somebody said that they went vegan as a way to recover from breast cancer. Huh. And there was another person underneath that comment in the thread that said that they were also a breast cancer survivor, and they were kind of having a conversation about how dairy is pushed and how there are breast cancer awareness ribbons on dairy products and how they, through their own research as breast cancer survivors, have found that, you know, they shouldn't be eating dairy and that these products could be harmful to them. So that was another really interesting reason. And then that John's saying all of the above. <laughs> yes, but you don't. You can't do all of the above at once. I mean, it's that would be quite an overwhelming experience. Yeah, to, to yeah. have these realizations all together. Boom, 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 and realize. Probably like be a really angry person. Yeah, then, probably. Uh, on the other side of anger, I found sadness. So I joke all the time that my wife went vegan because I sat on the couch for months and cried about cows, mm-hmm. and. I say it as a joke, but I think that it is partially true that, you know, this thing that was upsetting me so much, maybe she should look into it for herself. Yeah. And she she did, and I didn't pressure her to do it, and I felt really hopeless about it, because for a while there I was cooking one meal with meat and one without, and then 
I think it was the day after Thanksgiving the same year, so just a couple months after I made the change, she did it. Yeah, and that's that's a big part of, of our life, me my me and Carla, um, is sadness because I, I'm more able to compartmentalize it and sort of like shove it down, but she um, we we were living out in the country. We just moved a couple months ago, but we were living very close to a, a dairy farm, and we had to drive past it every day. And and she would cry sometimes. Yeah. And and it's how can you not if you, if you're tuned into what's happening, if you're really thinking about the reality in there, and you're driving past it every day. I mean, it's a it's a melancholy existence. I think uh, I Go think ahead. Roxy hit on something that. The interactions you have with other people can be the most depressing part where these people you loved and respect and thought were great, got the whole life figured out, you really just thought the world of them, and then you have this realization and you start to think about these things and then they aren't. What does that say? And you can't, it goes back to not judging too harshly, thing, but at the same time, it's easier said than done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, on the point of, you know, driving past the dairy farm, so pre-vegan, you drive past the dairy farm, oh, cows, you see right. cows, and then you are vegan, and you drive past that dairy farm, and you're like, oh, cows, like, they all have a tag on them, mm-hmm. they're all numbered, do they even have names, like... Mm-hmm. Prisoners, they're prisoners. Yeah, uh, yeah. In, mean, a, in a death camp. Yeah, and I, people don't like when you use that language, and it really upsets me that we're not allowed to use that language, because there's some myth that you can't equivocate human life and animal life Mm -hmm. and you don't need to in order to make those comparisons but you do need to um you need to equivocate life to life right exactly it doesn't matter whose life Mm -hmm. at least in my opinion people think that because you are vegan that if you know somebody was going to kill a human or a chicken that you would always save the chicken and Joe and I have talked about that. <laughs> yeah, I have That's gotten to a... many an argument with the person. I don't know if we want to open this can of worms That's now. That's quite the rabbit hole. But the whole uh, <laughs> valuing different values of life and speciesism and all that. It's a topic for another podcast, but yet I get into trouble with these conversations sometimes where people say, I, I like people better than animals, but I think animals deserve respect and fair treatment as well, where uh, appropriate. Exactly, yeah. Here are some reasons members of our local community gave when we asked them why they went vegan. I've been vegan for 12 years because I am lactose intolerant and I was tired of getting sick. Also, I love animals and I didn't want to contribute to the dairy industry anymore. I originally went vegan for health, but now it is all about the animals. Health, that's just a bonus. I went vegan after being diagnosed with a chronic illness and trying to minimize the amount of prescription meds I was taking. Easily the best decision I ever made in terms of my health and well-being. I've been vegan for two years because of the environment and for my health and for the animals. I've been vegan for five years because I wanted to align my actions with my values. I've been vegan a little over three years, mainly due to my love of animals. I went plant-based for my health two years ago. A year and a half ago, I became vegan for the animals. And now we're going to do a review. Today's review is on all the vegan options available at Penn Market. I am a huge fan of Penn Market. I've been going there 
at least once or twice a week for the past five years or so at this point. So I originally started going there because they got all sorts of nice fruits and veggies and other delicious things over on the produce side. And I would just go there, get all my fruits and veggies. I would go to their seconds piles and get all their gross looking fruits and veggies for super cheap. That's my favorite. <laughs> oh yeah, I am the mushroom guy. He always has the box of slimy mushrooms. I go, Godfrey, can I get those mushrooms? And I get probably way too many mushrooms, but then I eat them all. But in recent years, they have had a shocking amount of vegan food vendors and other options come on in. And while I'm not a vegan foodie by any means, I do appreciate having them there. So I do go to them on a semi-regular basis. Right. Uh, right now we have the Wild Vegans, Healthy Living Foods, and we have I Rise, all in the little back corner. And, and then... Deb Volker over at Nana's Oven is a baker who will basically make anything vegan if you ask her nicely. Even if you don't ask nicely. As long as you give her money, she'll do it. So she's great as well. <laughs> Nana's Oven. Uh-huh. That is a lovely name. Yeah, she typically has um, vegan breads on hand. And then if you want more sweets, then you, you just kind of ask and you shall receive if you give her money, as Joe said. <laughs> um, we do, my family hits a pen market once a week. I commute right now, so we can only make it on Saturdays. Uh, but we usually get something from everybody. So... I usually get the breakfast tacos or the loaded nachos from Z-Wild, and then I go over to Healthy Living Foods and I get juice, I get some delicious mangoes, he always has amazing produce, so go check that out, and I really do believe in Eric, Eric is the owner of Healthy Living Foods, and his whole mission is to bring produce to urban communities, which I think is very noble and very necessary. He'll literally just give it to you sometimes. He'll say, this isn't going to be good for that longer. Please take it. And but then, give him money, though. I, yeah, give him money. <laughs> but he, sometimes you have to force him to take your money. He's so passionate about bringing produce and these healthy foods to the city. Yeah. And then the newest find, the newest opening at Penn Market is iRise. And right now, I don't know how much longer she's going to be doing this. We probably want to get there soon. Uh, but she has a dollar menu as the grand opening menu. Mm. And I have tried a couple things on that menu, and they are delicious, uh, specifically the chickpea omelets. Those are very Ooh. good, and they're not an omelet like you'd think. It's more like a egg patty almost. It's not the Denny's omelet. It's more like something you almost like pancake shaped. Yeah, it's like a chickpea pancake with caramelized onions and Gaia cheese. Oh my gosh. And mushrooms. mushrooms. <laughs> yes. This must be pretty new, huh? Um, yeah. Months? I believe in February, the food certificate says that it was given in February and then I she opened just a little bit after mm. that. But yeah, so it has not been there very, um, it has not been there for that long. But I can tell you, everything that I've tried there has been incredible. She has a lot of curries and things like that. And secret, she did tell us that she's there pretty early at about 6 a.m. or so. So if you want to get an early breakfast on a weekday that Penn Market is open, then you can go ahead and, and hit up iRise. Hmm. You guys have any go-tos, any go-to dishes? Uh, well, I go to 
Nana's oven a lot, and I'll get her poppy seed onion rolls, and those things are amazing. If you put them in the oven, toaster oven for a little bit, warm them up, get a little toasty, and then throw some hummus or some red pepper relish I put on there the other day, which was amazing, and everyone in my office gets super jealous. I tell them it's across the street, you can just go and grab some yourself. Well, I'm a Harrisburger, so I've only done it a couple times at Penn Market, and it's always been Z-Wild because... Uh, there weren't, as far as I knew, all these other options at the time, um, and I've got something different every time I was there. So, but uh, I mean, I've enjoyed it all. Yeah, yeah, and they uh, Z Wild right now has these vegan shrimp, and I promise you, if you look at them, you can't even tell that they are vegan. Shrimp. Mm. Well, what Keep happens them when you put them in your me. mouth? Apparently, they <laughs> taste like shrimp. I have some food allergies, uh, so I can't try everything in the world. I, I, I wanted nothing to do with shrimp uh, when I was a meat eater, and I want nothing to do with them now. Same with my wife, so I have no review for you guys <laughs> on the shrimp, but I've heard very good things. And that's at Penn Market. They are open Tuesdays, Fridays, and Saturdays. Mm-hmm. And sometimes they're open till 5 on Fridays, but usually they're open till around 2.30 on those days. All right, go check it out. We're looking to get as many people involved in this as possible, so if you want to be a part of it, reach out to us. You can either come over, meet us in person, call in, write us a letter, email, whatever works for you, and get involved any way you can. Thanks for listening, and remember to always be be kind. kind.